Empower Radio presents Art as Worship with Vanessa Lowry. Welcome to Art as Worship. Each week we feature stories of artists and explore their process of creation. I'm your host, Vanessa Lowry, and I'm thankful that you're joining me. On this show, I talk with artists of various faiths, working in a wide range of mediums on the common theme of how they use inspiration and creativity as an expression of their spirituality. Learn how their art is an expression of their own connection to however they name God, Jehovah, Allah, Source, the universe, the great mystery, or something else. My hope is that these stories will inspire your creative efforts and your own spiritual expression. My guest today is Jeff Beach. Jeff is a professional drummer working in the music scene all over the southeastern United States. Currently, Jeff is living and working in Atlanta and is quickly becoming a first call for live performance, recording sessions, and educational clinics all over the country. A graduate and former instructor of the Atlanta Institute of Music, Jeff has had the opportunity to share the stage with acts such as Maroon 5, Tonic, Ringo Starr, The Killers, George Thorogood, and many others. Jeff is active in praise and worship bands and works with a variety of churches in the greater Atlanta area. He's also been teaching privately for 10 years in Metro Atlanta at various music and art schools. Welcome, Jeff. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm glad you're with us today. So at what point did you get interested in this medium of drumming? Well, it was, it was kind of uh, it's kind of out of the blue. I, I remember I was in the fifth grade, and uh, I'd, I kind of got into music in the fourth grade. I would come home from school and flip on MTV and was watching the music videos and back at that time hair metal was very popular so that was my i was kind of mesmerized by that and uh i remember i remember my mom said you know he should play an instrument maybe the drums and i was like okay yay for your mom yeah right suggesting that (laughs) so um uh, i think it was the that same year i joined uh, or when i went into sixth grade i joined um um band and just took up snare drum and did that, and I was in um, in school band all through middle school and high school, drumline, and but that's kind of what got me into it. And then um, after kind of playing the snare drum in sixth grade, I uh, I acquired a drum set and kind of found people in middle school that played guitar and bass, and and then I really got into music um, a little more, and we start playing in bands and playing music and played at school dances and i remember uh playing at a school dance in seventh grade we only had, we only had two songs written so we just <laughs> played those over and over and over again until they were like okay that's that's enough <laughs> so, <laughs> so what was your band's name gosh i think uh oh it was um at that time we decided to name our band um, PWI, and that stood for Punks with Instruments. Yeah, <laughs> it's good, <So. laughs> but it changed every week. So I think that that's the one name I can recall. Right, yeah. right. Well, it's good that you all kind of rotated the names. You got yeah, to try right. out a lot of different ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so do you um, do you enjoy playing more? Or do you enjoy teaching more? Gosh, it's really it really half and half. I, I really enjoy you know that live performance aspect of it, but I also really enjoy. Um, just seeing the kids like take off, you know, and, and get, you know, start, you know, get their first drum set. And then I do um, several kind of recital sort of things with my students and get them to play and see them play in front of people for the first time. So it's both of them are very rewarding for me. I think that, uh, you know, where I grew up and in, in my, when I was younger, the only 
teacher I had was like our band teacher, and he was just teaching us some snare drum. So I really had no one to sit and show me like drums stuff on the drum set. I kind of learned it all by ear, listening to records and tapes and stuff like that. So I feel like um, being able to teach kids things that I didn't have when I was younger is very rewarding. So, so it's kind of split for me. So what what feels different to you about performing live versus performing on performing on music that's being recorded? Um, just the energy of the crowd and, you know, whether it be just, you know, a secular concert or um, a praise and worship setting. I just like, I, well, I should say, I like the energy of the crowd you get, you know, at a festival or a concert, but I also like to, um, in the worship setting, be able to bring people, you know, be a part of bringing people into that special place at that special time and help them kind of get into that moment of worship. So it's kind of different because in that setting, it's not about you and everybody's looking at you and the band. And it's about giving, you know, and getting people in that moment, I feel like. So how does your art find or how does your spirituality find expression in your art of drumming? Well, it it's kind of, um, I, I think, like, in the past few years, I've really kind of, felt like you know god gave me this gift of drumming and you know using it to teach but i really felt like that you know what can i you know i can do more than you know just playing for people or you know it's it's kind of uh i feel like that just being in that moment um and kind of connecting rather than connecting to a crowd kind of connecting more up i guess you could say kind of is a good feeling. I don't know if that answered the question. I kind of went on a rant there. But, but yeah, I mean, I felt like that uh, for me, um, you know, also being a, a visual artist as well, I, I kind of, it, it works in that as well. It's it's kind of hard to explain. I just feel like I'm connecting more now with God in my playing than I used to where it was just about me and, you know, I want people to see me and my band and be famous and you know that all that sort of stuff rather than but now it's more like I want to play for you know for my creator and in that sense so so describe the visual art that you do I do a lot of mixed medium um, a, a lot of um, found objects recycled objects I uh, I kind of uh, was inspired um i've been into art since i was really young drawing and painting i've started painting a few years back probably 10 years ago but uh, when i was younger i used to always draw comic books and characters and cartoons and stuff like that and i have always been in that Um, again my mom was very inspirational in that as far as i was she was a a very good artist my grandmother's a painter so i kind of um had been doing that for a long time and then uh within the last few years i really kind of got into it more i had a a nice space to work and create and um one of the things that i also was using that art that form of art for was um doing i held a few art shows and had raised money to uh, do missions overseas so i kind of used that artistic medium to uh to to do that but it's mostly uh I'm just a big fan of mixed media, like art, um, like I said, recycled, 
old antique pictures and I kind of mix it mix it up a little bit so so with your mission trips when you've when you've gone on these mission trips have you been able to um, share your art or your music with the folks where you where you've gone I have um, last year uh, I traveled to um, it was my second trip to Mozambique and on my first trip there I was um, introduced to a a choir called the Tanani Church Choir and it's like a 40 50 piece just vocal choir and when I first heard them it just blew my mind like we were in a room about this size a small room and and just their voices would just like blew me away and it just it, it honestly brought me to tears like I just was so blown away and they were just singing spiritual songs you know and no training whatsoever I mean, these guys are just singing from their hearts and uh, so when I went back this past year I made some connections um, with a friend of mine that's in the same area of Mozambique that works uh, with a group called Audio Scripture Ministries, and he's there building a recording studio for Bible translation. So I contacted him and told him I was coming back. How can I set up a recording session with the Tanani Choir? So he worked his end. I worked, you know, worked on my end, and sure enough, when I went back, we had it all set up. And oh wow! We. Uh, we were basically in a little, kind of a little hut sort of thing, and he brought his computer out, and we set up some mics, and they told me that um, they would have a drum there for me, so I didn't take anything with me. So about five, it was literally five minutes before we were to start recording, um, I heard a motorcycle coming up through the <laughs> valley, and this little guy jumps off and has this drum and hands it to me, and it's really hot. It's where they just basically put a fresh goat skin on it and set it by the fire to tighten <laughs> and they handed me this drum and I'm just like hot to the touch to the point where I could barely hold it and then he just hits record and we recorded five songs right there and uh, that's the project that I'm working on now is um, getting that I'm adding some drums and percussion to it at a friend of mine's studio up in Sewanee and we're going to um, mix and master and um, help raise money for them to build a new church so wow that's, that's, my new, that's my current project but yeah that's that was how the the art kind of got me to mozambique and then i met them and so i'm trying to kind of see where god takes that so. well and i think rhythm is such a universal connection for people it is and especially yeah. in um countries that that don't have a lot of other things mm-hmm. available to them you know music and rhythm is so critical to the way that they right. the way that they interact and the mm-hmm. way that they celebrate and the way that they worship. Yeah. And and you know besides one translator who was really not even there at the recording session that often they could they spoke no English. I you know I couldn't speak their language and but we just made music. That was so what was so awesome about it. It was just like it just happened. And so when when they were when you were playing along with them, did you have any idea like where the song was well, going to go? There was three songs that that um, that my friend had had on a, a recording that I had already heard. So I did know those songs, but there was two that they just started singing, and they had a, a guy there kind of counting, and and I just jumped right in and just let it be what it was going to be, and it turned out <laughs> great. It's really awesome. So, do you do a lot of playing with the hand drums like that? Uh, a little bit. You know, my my main thing is drum set, and uh, but I do I have a you know some hand drums and djembe's and stuff that I do play out every once in a while. I'll do duos with guitar players and stuff, and we just do that sort of thing. Yeah. 
So when you're um, getting ready to create either your music or you're getting ready to create your art, um, your mixed media art, do you have any kind of a process or a ritual of uh, that you use to connect to your creative energy and to get into that divine flow to get ready cr- to create? Um, not really as far as getting, like, I really don't think, okay, I'm getting ready to create it. Kind of, it's, it's more like I just get these these bursts of inspiration and it could be, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon. It could be one o'clock in the morning. It's just, I, I really just kind of go with that and I'll start a, either a music project or an art project and, and I'll go, I'll just, it'll kind of go until the creativity is gone. And I've had, I mean, I've had paintings that, that'll, I'll start on, they'll sit in the corner for six months and then all of a sudden I'll be like, Oh, I don't want to do this to that painting or, I want to do this to this music or so it's 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 not really thought out at all for me it's just kind of it just happens and um but i have tried to i felt like i want to try to figure out how i can get that to happen all the time and when i do that i kind of find myself not very creative so i kind of <laughs> i kind of learned how to just let it let it come out and whenever it happens that's take advantage of that because it's who knows how long it's going to last so I just that's kind of my creative process so do you have any way of like tracking your ideas until you have a chance to, to yeah, pursue them I, I do keep journals and just um, notes notebooks I've always keep a spiral notebook and just jot down ideas and and that sort of thing so that's one way I kind of keep track of of the ideas that I have and I know some of the musicians we've talked to have said they keep a recorder with them to like capture rhythms and that kind of thing. Do you yeah. find well, that I, at all? My phone. I'll just keep if I f- hear something that I'll just record it and kind of keep keep it in there until I figure out what to do with it. Yeah. Smartphones are just an amazing I thing. Know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the things you can do with that. Yep. <laughs> so, do you find that you connect differently to your creativity when you're working solo versus when you're working collaboratively with a with a band or with a group yeah uh, especially with a group there's so much so many ideas flowing and and a lot of creativity there and but but at the same time i i i work really well with myself when i'm just alone and uh it kind of took uh it took my wife a minute to figure out like there's <laughs> It's not that I don't want to be around you right now. It's just like I'm just in this place that <laughs> it's creativity's coming and and I need to kind of be by myself for a minute. And I I still feel like sometimes she's kind of like I don't get that. But you know, it's just when I'm by myself and that creativity starts to flow, I have to like really focus on that and then do. So it comes at different times. But yeah, as far as I've I've got so many talented people and artists that I'm working with musically that just bring out so many creative ideas and, you know, and, and help me, you know, as, as far as whether it's writing drum parts or arranging a song and that sort of thing. They're, they're, they're um, times that they really help me get my creative juices flowing as well. Well, and I know that you and your wife haven't been married for very long, and there's a great story of you using your creativity for how you proposed to her. Yes. Do you mind sharing that with our listeners? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we, um, as you know, we have a mutual friend that has a graphic shop that I 
help out part-time and um we had did a um did a job at a chocolate shop for their signage and um so during us working with them we got to know the the ladies really well and um this was at the same time i was trying to figure out okay i've got a i'm, I'm proposing i want to do something you know different and what, what can i do so you know lo and behold one of those moments i think it was it was actually really late it was like two in the morning i think and i was just kind of writing notes and all of a sudden i thought you know what i want to do something with the chocolate i can do something with the chocolate shop and then i thought i'm going to put a ring in a box of chocolates and then have her open the box of chocolates and then so it, so it kind of went from there I, I approached the ladies at the chocolate shop told them my idea and they all oh well, yes we will do that so they have these special chocolates made with will you marry me on them <laughs> so we put the box of chocolates together put the ring in there and so i had to like lie to my you know fiance to get her over to this place and then um i was like yeah i was going to buy you some chocolates and and so after she picked out all of her chocolates uh, she, the lady at the shop reached down and switched out the box and handed him to her. And I was like, open it up. Because she wasn't going to open it. She was like, why would I open it? I know what's in there. And I said, just open it. I want to get some chocolate. And so she opened it, and that was the proposal right there in the chocolate oh, shop. Oh, that's awesome. The rest is history. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and isn't there actually a video that, there is. that you all yeah. created around mm-hmm. that? So we'll yeah. put, make sure to put a link of that Absolutely. onto the website yeah. as well. I, I love that. So I love how your creativity kind of branches out into different parts of your life yeah both work related things and the personal right. things as well, well and uh, it was through um, drumming as well that i actually met my wife too so oh, really? i was uh i was hired um, by um first baptist church of atlanta um to do a um a week-long um revival uh, kind of uh, camp uh, revival camp sort of thing up in martha's vineyard um, and so I was hired as the drummer. My wife works for In Touch Ministries, so she was there producing the show. And so we kind of met there, and that was, that was where it all happened. We and the rest there is history. And we came back to Atlanta, and that was it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so how, does your, how has your art affected your spirituality, or how has your spirituality affected your art? I think um, just me trying to find um really a purpose like like why why am i playing drums why what what about this you know like i said at one point it was when i was young in high school and early 20s it was it was all about you know playing in a rock band you know getting girlfriends and you know partying you know that whole scene and then but as i got older and especially after i had my son i was like you know there's there's a reason why you know i feel like that God gave me this gift, and there's just more to this than than just that. There's there's a reason. So I felt like that trying to find um, <clears throat> trying to find out why, like why why do I do this? Why do I love to do this? And and it really kind of kept coming back to it. Just I just felt a connection with the with music, and and just kind of when I'm in that, I'm the most happiest when I'm in that. That's that moment of playing music or a moment of worship. That's, that's I'm just so I feel so connected. So I feel like that's that's the point where I was. I just knew that there was more. There's a bigger reason why I have this gift, and especially working with kids too. I just knew that like I can use that to to give back somehow. 
So what what age students do you have for your for your teaching students? Uh, I've teach students from age eight to nine all the way up to fifty, sixty year olds. I've got a couple adult students that are that are have been with me for a while and we just have a great time together. So all ages. Yeah. And so do you, I, I know you mentioned that you do recitals with, do you get all of your students or so, are the older ones hesitant to come do the recitals? The, the older ones are hesitant because they're kind of like, I don't want to do that with all the little, you know, the younger <laughs> kids. But, uh, yeah, it, they, uh, and, and most of the older students are actually, they play in bands and, but they kind of came to me. It's more of a, you know, I never learned how to read music and I never learned certain things, certain techniques that I really want to learn. So they can already play, they're playing in bands, but they kind of want to kind of learn stuff that they never learned when they were younger. So, And is your son old enough to be playing yet? He is. He's six. Uh, he has a drum set, but it goes in spurts. Sometimes he'll play around with it, and then other times it's sitting in his room just collecting dust. So I've just never ever... Um, I guess felt like that I wanted him to really pursue that, or you know, if he does, that's great. If not, you know, we'll just kind of see. But he goes in spurts. Like he he likes to play. He'll go in, into my drum room and play around, and and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a few times where he he played around, and he was like, "I think I really like the drums, Dad." And I was like, "Well, that's cool. You know, it'll help you." We got him set back up, and he played them. And of course, that lasted a few days, and he was back on the Xbox. So yeah. <laughs> Well, you got to try different things. Sure, so, yeah. so do you have any, I, I know you said you're working on this one project from the mission trip that you just went on. Mm-hmm. Do you have some other ideas for future mission trips that, where you're going to incorporate music and in, into um, those trips? Not, not right offhand. Uh, I'm kind of hoping to see, you know, where this, where this goes. And, um, the pro the project that I initially went to, to Africa with, um, has since the they've, they've kind of it was a well project so they have since um the the goal was 100 wells in this one in this one city, town and uh they they met that goal and it's kind of they don't really don't know what's next so i'm i'm praying and hoping that like maybe this somehow can be the next thing is using these the church and the music and somehow helping in that area but uh you know i would love to to go to go back and 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 do some more missions in Mozambique, but uh, as of right now, I don't have anything planned. So, with the well projects, were you actually digging wells? We did a little of both. We uh, we would help. We helped. There was a team already there that had the drills and and the um, equipment and the the manpower to to dig. So, one day we like one day we would go out on the site and and watch the process of a of a, like a well being started and then the next day we'd go out and see one that was kind of being completed and, we, and as far as actually getting down with shovels and digging like we were really a part of that we did more of um dedicating the wells to the villages so once we would uh we would go to a couple well sites and then we would visit one that was completely finished and we would do a dedication ceremony and pretty much give it to the village and tell them it's, this is theirs and you know, that was pretty much it. Well, and I've heard s- several stories of, you know, different groups that have gone over and done wells and that they've, both in Haiti and in Africa, mm-hmm. where they've dug wells that served 2,000 people in a village, oh, yeah. where, mm-hmm. you know, before they had to walk hours oh, it's, to it's, get water. And it's just mind-boggling it to think about it, um, that. 
when I, before I went on the first trip, you know, when I heard 100 wells, I was like, that is a lot of wells. Like, who would need, how would you need that many wells? Then you get there and you realize that is nowhere close to even scratching the surface of how many wells people need there. You know, it's just, they come from miles around for these, for one well. We, we even went, we would always visit the old well site where they would pull, they were pulling water from. And as we were there, you know, you see women coming down through the valley with you know their buckets and they're pulling just dirty stagnant water out of these wells and and putting it on their head and that three or four mile walk back back home you know and it was just it, it was really um it was really a, a turning point in my life especially i mean even when i got home from that first trip i just remember getting getting home and the first time i went to the sink just to get some water i was just like I, I sat there and looked at that water, like how easy that was just to, and how much we take that for granted and just seeing that all the work that goes into getting just a little bit of water in that country, it was, it was amazing. And then the, um, at the well dedications, just seeing, I mean, people would come from miles and miles around just to, I mean, with buckets just ready to fill up and singing and, I mean, it was a full a well dedication was a full day event like we would get there at like nine in the morning they would have singers guitar players the school they let all the kids out of school for the day and they would sing to us and read poems and, and then we would do a well dedication and then we'd have lunch you know they would kill their last goat and you know they would cook it and it's like it was just unbelievable it was it was really amazing well, and one of the, um, I, I've published several collaborative books, and the very first one was one that's called 30 Days of Gratitude that mm-hmm. have different exercises for gratitude. But one of the exercises we put in the book was to, every time you turn a faucet on, to just say thank you. Right. Yeah. And it's it really is such a sobering thing to think mm-hmm. what we take for granted that others have to really work right. really hard for and don't yeah. always have... You know, they don't always have clean water, and they mm-hmm. don't always have water that's safe to use, and they certainly don't have hot water that comes right out of the faucet. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's amazing, and it just, uh, like I said, it just it really changed my life. Like just seeing all the things that, all the, you know, just the, the things we have, the, our blood, there's so many blessings that we just, you know, don't even think about day to day. So, so how do our listeners get in touch with you and find out more about your your music and your art. Um, I have a website. It is www.jeffbeachdrums.com. Um, there I um, pretty much have a little bit of um, everything as far as my teaching um, studio, uh, information on that, my um, what, what I'm doing currently with music, and then also a missions page. And I do have a page on there with some uh, artwork, some artwork as well. So you kind of keep well, it all in one. I know the other there. thing that's on your on your website, which I think is cool, is people can that you can actually create drum heads for people that have yes. artwork and yeah, logos yeah. and that kind of thing on it, which I think is very neat. Yeah, I have several. Uh, well, what happened? Uh, you know, I was creating drum heads for um, artists I was playing with, and as we were on the road and playing out, people were like, where'd you get that? And I was like, well, I made it. Well, you make me one. So it's kind of just turned into that. And of course my connection with Dave at the, at the graphic at apex signs and graphics, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, we'll print them here. And so it just kind of turned into that, you know? And so I, um, actually, uh, I took some down to a friend of mine this morning and dropped some off before I came here because <laughs> he's getting ready to go out and do some touring. So, 
So how much how much advance time do you need if somebody wanted to call you and have a drumhead? It's usually about a, a week or so because I'll, I'll have to I get the order the drumhead and then it usually takes a day or two to kind of um, figure out what artwork they're going to use and and that sort of thing. So it's just a few days. So if we got any drummers out there that want to customize their drum, they should give you a call. Give me a call. Yeah, we'll do it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Jeff, do you have any last thoughts that you want to share with our listeners about how they might tap into their own creativity and their and connect that to their spirituality? Um, I, you know, for me, like I said, it's just I I really don't. Uh, uh, it's funny to say I don't put a lot of thought in. I just kind of let it let it happen, and and really, when I feel those creative moments come, I just really dive into it and get get out of it what I can and um for that's that's what works for me but I would just say you know just find what what really works for you and and just once you connect figure out how to best connect or I have to say when you find those creative moments kind of figure out how you got there and what kind of stay in it as long as you can that's what works for me so well i think that's great advice stay in it as long as you yeah. can i think that that's wonderful yeah so tell our listeners one more time what your website is um www.jeffbeachdrums.com and that's beach b-e-a-c-h great yep. thank you so much thank you for having me sure and thank you to our listeners i welcome your suggestions or comments on this or any of our shows you can find links to all of our shows on empower radio and on our website artasworship.net Please come share your stories of artist worship on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash artist worship. Listen in next week as we talk with another artist about their creative process and how it connects with their spiritual journey. May you have an inspired and creative week. Namaste. Namaste.